Please turn to Psalm 78. Psalm 78. Because of the length of this psalm, I will not read the entire thing. I will read verses 1 through 12. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright, and whose spirit was not steadfast with God, the children of Ephraim being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law and forgot his works and his wonders that he had showed them. Marvelous things did he in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt, in the field of Zoan. Starting back at the top, give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. David, in his capacities as a king, as a prophet, and primarily here as a father, is ready to teach his nation and his family. What do devotions look like in David's sphere of influence? I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. What would you give to have a son or a daughter that was like David? Or a grandson or a great-grandson or daughter? David here credits the teaching that he received from his parents and grandparents. Our fathers have told us. Much of this psalm is spent recounting the poor example set by many of the nation's fathers. But David here references good examples that he personally benefited from. Verse 4, we will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. Here is David's commitment to fulfill his responsibility to teach his nation and children just as he had been taught. He was not starting something new. He was continuing something that had already been taught him. The phrase... We will not hide them from their children is convicting. Are there some praises of the Lord or accounts of the Lord's strength or some of his wonderful works that you should communicate to your children or that I should communicate to mine? David said we will not hide them from their children. David was going to ensure that his children heard everything he knew about the Lord. 
Here's David again in Psalm 34, 11. Come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Here is Solomon's conviction on the same subject, part of which we read in a proverb commentary yesterday. Hear, ye children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. Solomon did not hide what he knew from his children or nation. Verse 5, For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children. David wasn't fulfilling a personal inclination or ambition when he taught his children. Rather, he knew it was God's command for him to do so. Deuteronomy 6 and 7, 6, 6 and 7. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. The Lord here commends another good father in Genesis eighteen nineteen, For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, Amen. that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. Amen. Are we taught this in the New Testament? Ephesians 6, 4, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Yes. Hezekiah believed the same thing. Isaiah thirty eight nineteen: The living, the living, he shall praise thee as I do this day. The father to the children shall make known thy truth. Yes, right. Verse 6, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children. God and godly men want truth to be perpetuated through their families. The prophet Joel was like this. Joel 1.3, tell ye your children of it, and let your children tell their children, and their children another generation. Why should fathers teach their children about the Lord. David gives four reasons here, two positive and two negative. Number one, that they might set their hope in God. First Timothy 1, 1 Timothy 1.1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the commandment of God our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. Here's hope that can be taught. First uh, Corinthians 15, there is hope in the resurrection. And if we only have hope in Christ in this life only, then we're miserable. But hope can be taught. Right. Titus 1.1, 1, 1, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Amen. Here's another aspect of hope that can be taught. Yes. David in Psalm 71.5 said, For thou art my hope. O Lord God, Thou art my trust from my youth. He had been taught to hope in the Lord from his youth. Christians are supposed to live hopeful lives. We must communicate these things that give us hope to our children. Our children should never live a day in hopelessness due to us as parents failing to communicate any reasons for hope. Let us also make sure we're setting an example of hoping in God ourselves. The second reason David gives for parents teaching their children is so that they will not forget the works of God. This same psalm in verse 11 
says of the generation of Israel in the wilderness, they forgot his works and his wonders that he had showed them. David here specifically recommends fathers teaching children as an antidote to forgetfulness. God warned repeatedly of this in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 8.11 as an example. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes which I command thee this day. Peter taught the same thing. 2 Peter 3.1 The second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. Peter didn't want his hearers to forget. The third reason David gives for teaching is so that his children will keep God's commandments. How will our children know the commandments of the Lord to keep them if they don't know what they are? We've already read uh, several verses on this subject already. The fourth reason David says that fathers should teach their children is so that the children would not be like the generation in the wilderness. David here reinforces the lesson with several powerful and well-known negative examples from Israel's history and says that all these problems in the nation can be avoided in the future with diligent teaching. This may be the weightiest reason for teaching that David gives us. What national problems did David list? They were stubborn, rebellious, had not set their hearts aright, their spirits were not steadfast with God, they didn't keep God's covenant, refused to walk in his law. David says this long list of sins and the major problems that accompanied them can be completely avoided if fathers simply teach their children. This shows how crucial the function of teaching is. Essentially, the difference between our descendants pleasing God or offending God is in large part dependent on how diligently we teach them today. Proverbs 22.6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Right. Amen. 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 Thank you.